0: Hey, I'm Robbie Robinson.
1: And I'm Brooks Berry.
0: The umpires, they're human. The coaches, they're definitely volunteers, and no scholarships will be given at the end of this podcast, or even at the beginning. This is Playing Time. This isn't fun anymore. This is Playing Time, a podcast about parents navigating youth sports. Let's head back to the studio and Brooks Berry and Robbie Robinson. Hey, Daddy, when can we ride our bikes together? Hey, everybody. Welcome into another Playing Time podcast. This is the podcast for parents of kids that are playing youth sports Is. As- We talk about the trials and tribulations of navigating the waters of travel ball and rec ball and your goals and their goals and trying to keep a healthy attitude and a healthy life with your kids. And so far, I don't think we've accomplished really any of that, Brooks, in the first four (laughs) episodes, but we've had a lot of fun and it continues to be therapeutic for myself. And I hope for you as well. And I hope for the parents too. I hope the, the biggest thing I'd like for people to come out of this is to say, man, I really related to that and I enjoyed listening to other people talk about it. And I've had a couple people say that, which has, has made me smile and made me think, man, maybe it's worth having four or five more episodes every now and then. You can email us at playingtime.podcast at gmail.com, playingtime.podcast at gmail.com. And we'll continue to debut more social media as we continue on the podcast. You can obviously listen to us right here on iTunes, or you can download it on our SoundCloud page. We like to tell stories at the very beginning to get us souped up and ready to go for this edition. So episode five begins with another story from Brooks Berry. Bones?
1: And Robbie, you said no scholarships are going to be handed out on today's podcast, which is so true, but today's story kind of relates to to scholarships being handed out and exposure and the anxiety of trying to attend every single event. So this week, uh, our regular listeners know that I have three young children that are my own biological kids, but I have a, an older son who's a, uh, more of a foreign exchange student. We've kind of adopted him. He's from Africa. He's 6'9", and he's learning how to play basketball, and he's getting a lot better. It's been fun watching has him. Has
0: he been better? Has it been?
1: He really has That's been cool. getting better. Um, so he played on his high school team. Now he's on an AU team that I think is a very healthy atmosphere for him. But uh, we get an email this week from uh, another organization that says, this exposure event is coming up. Uh, we, all these college coaches are going to be there. Uh, you don't want to miss out on it. Uh, you're young, you're, this young man should really attend this event. Well, Was
0: it a form letter or was it a personal
1: email? It was a form letter to a bunch of other uh, – since I'm a coach in AD, I get a lot of these things. But another coach who knows Marco, my my adopted son, said, oh, Marco should really go to this because he might get seen by college coaches. Well, I immediately sit back and think, okay, we're doing a lot with AU basketball right now. But then on one side – the other side, I'm like, man, maybe he does need to go. What if that one college coach that's going to give him this opportunity is going to be there, we don't want to miss out. Should we pay the money and get him there and have him on a team? And I used to do these things when I was a kid. You pay your money and you go, and there's college coaches there, and you play pickup basketball and those types of events. I'm sure baseball has those types of showcases Mm -hmm. to get in front of college coaches. So um, I I elected, and this is people that listen to this podcast probably know on what side of that Iowa air – I said, you know what? We're we're not going to do it. That's not a surprise. We have a lot going on. Um, having been through the rigors of sports uh, and being a college athlete myself and a college coach, if your child can really play, and and they play on teams, I mean, if if they can really play and they go move to Alaska and live up in a cave, no one's going to see them. But if if you live Mr. Trajan Langdon, <laughs> exactly. But uh, if they can play, the, the coaches are going to find them. And and so he's on an AU team. They're playing events, thankfully a lot of them local, but we're going to Myrtle Beach and some other places where there will be college coaches there. And he's going to get a chance to be seen by college coaches. And if he can play, the word spreads very quick, and and he'll get that exposure he needs. But it's very easy, Robbie, to
0: How close were you?
1: I was not very close. You weren't? On like a
0: scale of one to ten, one being there's no possible way, and ten is I'm signing, we're going. You're like a four,
1: uh, less than that. Were you really? But okay. I, I've been a college recruiter, and I know that when someone can really play, the word spreads very quick. And lots of times, the colleges don't even have to go to the game to, games in the initial to figure out if someone can play because they know someone that lives in the city, and he hears from this friend of his, Robbie Robinson, that there's this really good. Uh, ninth grade pitcher at so-and-so high school and then the coach hears through that and then he goes and visits them and and you get exposure now in 2019 if you can play the coaches will find you.
0: All right. And a lot of what I'm about to ask you is going to pretty much ask you to repeat what you just said, but I think it is extremely important that, and I'm not there yet. Riley's 11 and Lucy's eight, and neither of them are at a point yet where they're going to get recruited by anybody. And hopefully it happens, but it might not happen but I've talked to people that have had similar situations that you have and they feel like they have to go. And in the game of baseball, the showcase teams is what they're called in baseball. You're playing in showcase games down in Atlanta and we're going to a showcase game in New Jersey and we're going to one in Cincinnati. Uh, so I do know that, but in the, especially in basketball, that is true. Like, and and like at what level, When, when you define like you can play, is that the kid that's, a top 100 recruit, or if you're a top, Robbie, if you're a top 500 recruit whether it's the Citadel down in Charleston that's basketball program is fledgling or Duke, someone is going to find you truly between your high school and your AAU. They're going to at least know and take a look at you and make a decision on whether you can play at some level of basketball. Is that true enough or does
1: anybody slide
0: through the cracks if you're not in the cave in Alaska that you just talked about?
1: I think it's very rare. I mean, I'm sure we could break down different positions. You know, a a 6'9 center like my adopted son, Yeah, he's not going to slide through the cracks. <laughs> right. I mean, people know there's a 6'9 guy in Charlottesville now that's only in 10th grade and is trying when to – When you say
0: him. people, define who people
1: is. Um, well, on his his AU team is Tony Bennett's son. So the, <laughs> the coach Bennett. that just won the national championship has seen him play. Right. And I don't think he's going to be good enough to play for Virginia, but – I already – that's all the exposure he needs. That's it, right? I can go to Coach Bennett and say, what level do you think he can play at? Well, he can play in the Big South. Can you call the coaches down there? Yeah. I mean, there's certain ways to wow. do it. Okay. But let me ask you this. Yeah. In Little League baseball, aside from yourself, there's got to be other dads in there that know college coaches. Yeah, I think so. Or I, uh, maybe one removed person removed from a college coach.
0: I would think definitely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And so the way we communicate in 2019 yeah. with social media and mm-hmm. texting uh, the word travels very quick if someone can play now if you're a marginal player or you're a getting recruited by division 3 schools mm-hmm. and dad really wants you to get that division 1 offer that's when the anxiety really ratchets it, ratchets up and they try to you, you feel like you got to go to more events.
0: Do but, they need to do it?
1: I always say this, the, the market does not lie. Mm-hmm. It's like real estate. You know, if, you, uh, if you bring 10 appraiser, appraisers over to your house, you're going to figure out what your house is appraised at. If your son has been playing, if Riley continues to play baseball, little league, travel, middle school, travel, high school, travel, and he is a college player, Uh, the level of school that comes to look at him is going to give you a a a really good assessment all
0: right then explain to me the Travion Graham phenomenon he's recruited by two schools VCU and Cleveland State and Travion's now in the NBA
1: well we're talking about his development once he got in college
0: and so is, is that what you're saying like it's not that teams missed on him it's just he got to college and immediately became or not immediately but he developed into somebody because of the the coaching and the facilities that he had here at VCU.
1: I Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so the most important thing is that your child still loves to play the sport. You don't burn them out. And if they love the game, they still want to improve. Playing them every single weekend and overdoing it, and that can burn them out.
0: And you've seen that.
1: Oh, my gosh. So when when, did, when,
0: it, when is it really – when do we need to be on high alert on that? What age?
1: Oh, gosh. That's – well, it's – Because you're getting, around middle
0: school and you're around – I mean, I, it's
1: – It's getting I mean, earlier and earlier now. Um, what does
0: it look like? Like, how do – like, tell me – What are the signs that Riley, I mean, Riley, again, he's got two baseball games tomorrow and he could have three on Sunday. We could have another one on, we got practice on Wednesday and another one on Thursday. And you know what? We got another two-day tournament next weekend as well. So theoretically, Brooks, he could play five, practice six, seven, uh, He could play 12 games in a matter of oh my gosh eight days Uh, (laughs) what are the symptoms of burnout that i need to be looking for
1: here's the here's where it uh (laughs) here's where it ends up yeah is and i would see it in high school where a a boy would get to be a junior and playing baseball at that point he he and his dad and others have been talking about college 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 scholarship and he realizes it's probably not going to happen for me and he doesn't want to play the game anymore i'm just out yeah, like, why am I doing this? And you say, son, it's a game. Go out and have fun. And they just don't see that join anymore. It's been a transactional experience their whole time. I'm playing this so I can get here and I can keep moving up the ladder instead of I'm just going to play a game. So you, I think you can keep that spirit still playing 12 games in a day or whatever you're going to do this week.
0: <laughs> well, I look at, like I would have killed for that. You yeah. just, I mean... You, you, some you, kids do. Yeah. Would
1: every single kid on Riley's team want to play 12 games this weekend?
0: Well, they're not playing this over the next... Oh, okay. It's over the next 10. I wasn't paying attention It's to the next like, It's, like, <laughs> it's next, over the next 10 days. Gotcha. I mean, we have two, but... I think that's important. You have to figure that out. And I look at like Riley right now has a real, he like really has fun when he plays. I think like I, it looks like he has fun and I don't feel like he's under a lot of pressure and I don't ever want him to get there. So I, I imagine eventually that maybe I'll be able to see that he's just not enjoying it quite as much. He's never been a kid that's woken up and put his uniform on first thing in the morning, but he's never also been a kid that's fought me to go to games. It's, Hey Riles, we're going to leave here at we're going to leave here at 745, man. You'll be dressed and ready to go at 745. Yeah, dad. And he's down at 745, dressed and ready to go. Where some kids are wake up, they got the uniform on, eating their, eating their cereal, watching cartoons. Yep. So my, for me, my litmus test is going to be if it's ever like when I am now walking our 16-month-old puppy and it's just a drag. I mean, it's awful. Like, it's, I'm having to drag this dog everywhere. If I'm starting to, hey, dude, are we going to get ready? We're leaving in five minutes. Hey, man, let's go. Come on. Yeah. If, if When it gets to that, I'll know. There's going to be, I can almost see Brooks Berry with huge red flags, like, <laughs> in my front yard as I'm getting in the car. So
1: let me, let's paint this picture here. Let's talk about the scenario. Your son is going to do summer swim team as well. He is. And do travel travel baseball yeah, next right. and all stars all stars oh wonderful right. congratulations i hope so yeah so next summer I'm he, a coach next summer he says dad yeah, i love baseball but i had such a good time swimming i just want to do swim team
0: i've thought about that or that? dad hey i want to go to drama camp because if you know me and you know my wife those are that's one thing that one of a couple things, but one thing that we both did in high school and we both were were pretty good at. And I think, and and I really think, I think both my kids could be good at it. So dad, I want to go to spark and I just don't want to play sports. You're asking me how I'm going to, the reality is I don't know. Here's what my guess is going to be. I will get on the super passive aggressive side. I just know myself and I'll get super passive aggressive and I'll have to really monitor myself. But I think, I, I hope that I could, I hope I can fast forward to Robbie Robinson and whenever that happens and say, dude, just, just be great with it. Cause I could, I I'd like to think I've told people like if Riley comes up and wants to quit baseball and wants to do drama, I'll be all in. But I think also too, and I I want your take on this. I'm going to, let's say I am all in. That's great. Let's sign you up, buddy. That's fine. I'm going to call your travel coach. Tell him you're out. We're good. I'm allowed to be brokenhearted, though, right? Oh, yeah. Please allow me, like, the really Absolutely, just to be yeah. like. And I don't. When do I share that? Who? How do I? I guess it'll be on this podcast. <laughs> so, like, buy stock in that you're a therapist. Yeah, like, I don't feel like my. I mean, I, I, and I think my wife will listen to some extent, but she wants what's best for the kid. I guess it'll be you that'll take the brunt of that, <laughs> and our listeners. But I, I hope it's okay for me to be well, really bummed out.
1: Well, I think your approach to coaching your son is you're having great memories and times with your boy yeah but i guess what i'm the question i'm getting at is are you gonna have anxiety Ah, he's taking a season off you know Uh, next year he's gonna be a little behind he might not make the all-star team next year and then he's gonna be behind the rest of the kids it's the rat race i mean i'll
0: say that i'll say hey do you want and that—that's where the passive aggressiveness. You want to hear, like, you want to hear the conversation will go. It's going to go like this. So you're Riley, and you just say, "Hey, Dad, I want to drop baseball this summer. I, I still like baseball, but I want to do swimming or I want to do a spark. I want to do drama." And I'll say, "All right, well, Riley, do you still want to play for uh, Tucko Middle School next year? Do you still want to? You want to go out and make the team?" Well, yeah, I want to go out and make team. Well, buddy, it's going to be tough for you to do that if you're not getting the reps this summer.
1: That's what I'll say. I think that's healthy. You do? I do. I I think. If, if wow, it's, I wouldn't if it's, have expected you to say that. Well, if it's you that wants him to make Tuckahoo Of course school. I want him to make
0: Tuckahoe. Well, but, I'll have to drill down. Like, what, do I put him on a lie detector? And, you
1: know, if your wife has a different relationship with him and she can pull him aside and say, you know, son, you might not make the, the middle school baseball team. Are you okay with that? Yeah, mom, you know, I know dad really likes baseball, but I'm yeah. okay because really I enjoy drama more. I think that's fine
0: yeah so well, i think if, that's fine too if
1: it's but if it's his it's his goal versus your goal all
0: right let's change gears a little bit i yeah. want to know so let's say you're again this is the therapy for me let's say your kid really loves the sport and is just kind of average at it and he still loves it at, eight, at sixth grade and seventh grade and really wants to be good wants to be that division one college athlete what do you do? How do you what what mechanisms and what process, Brooks, do you put in place for your kid to try to maybe he's not gifted with the gifts that get you there, but he's got that desire and he's got that he's got that drive. How what do you do to get him there?
1: Okay, so this scenario is the the boy really loves the game. And has dreams of playing Division One. Yep. Dad is unemotional about it. He's not emotionally attached. The dad isn't setting a goal for his son to be a Division One basketball player. Or they both one? share it. They both share it.
0: I mean, it's not even a share. They both have the the dad's real. It's not unemotional with it. The dad's in on it, but <laughs> the kid's on his own with it. So the dad, like is. if I was if I was my dad. <laughs> Yeah. Like imagine me being my dad Yeah, or both. I mean, yes, both are yes. Whatever it is, the, the kid has it. We're not, there's no infusion of the dad into yeah. the kid.
1: Um, I, I think you want your, your child to continue playing that sport.
0: Okay. But how do you make them better? What mechanisms? What do you like? What would you do? You've been around athletics. You've seen kids maybe go from a, a C player to a B plus player or a yeah. kid that wouldn't have a chance at college to possibly, you know, walking on at a division three well, school and
1: to me, the most important thing, and this is getting lost in today's culture, is what the kid does in his own time when no one else is around. So nowadays, parents think, I'm going to sign him up for more individual training. Yeah. I'm going to get him on this team. I'm going to do this. Absolutely. Where I think the great athletes are the ones that the, – the, the boys in the Dominican Republic right now that are going to be playing in the major leagues, they don't have individual trainers. They're out by themselves playing baseball. And they're doing it on their own. So I would watch your child and what they do in their free time and encourage them to work out on their own. If they don't have the passion to do that, they probably don't want to be a college athlete because you know and I know once you get there, you need to be very motivated because it's a full-time job. Um, If they do have that, I think if you can afford different opportunities that it's still got to be a healthy balance and i'm not saying take bp every single night and you're not doing your studies um i think that's okay but i, I don't think you need to overdo it though i don't think you need to i think taking a season off from a sport is a good thing wow I, yeah i don't i don't think i I've uh, thought
0: about that i've i've and that's the tough part about the that's the tough part about the travel baseball is it doesn't really allow you to do that. Like there is a part of me that would love to see Riley, not love, but thinks it might be healthy for Riley to take a baseball season off in the fall. And maybe he and I just go out every now and then and throw it around and hit him some ground balls and throw off the mound and then I come back. I think that's and, healthy.
1: I know. Who's who set up these travel baseball leagues and schedules?
0: I think the priests. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's, it's, the adults, it's, it's, the it's, dads. Yeah, I know.
1: They've taken over youth sports and they've set up this culture and and yet we've set up this culture in the United States we still have a lot of major league baseball players coming out of third world countries right And you yeah. know the sport better than I do where they're doing it on their own and it's uh, they're very motivated to get there because it's survival for them but they don't have the individual training that we have did I, answer, did I answer yeah, that? question yeah you did well you,
0: you, you got to there I think you you answered it actually I think step one I think you have the dad that is he, is your son going out and hitting off the tee all the time or is he going and throwing that ball against the wall or is he trying to get games as if he's basketball is he trying to get as much games as possible if he is doing that things then it is healthy probably to try to find that next level but I, what i hear you say and i think this has been something i think eight we have not done lessons this spring at all we haven't paid a single dollar for lessons and it's for a couple of reasons first of all we don't have the time like and there's practices and like I, he's got to do homework and like i haven't i've kind of thought about it but haven't been able to squeeze it in and there is a part number two that I've you know Riley is not necessarily going out every day and working on it on his own and I'm starting to see that I hear what you say about that and that's totally fine like that's a hundred percent fine I I mean would I love to come home and see him on the tee just hands bleeding and sweat pouring (laughs) and just just grunting like you know like he's Kirk Gibson in the back like hitting off a tee I, I would like I mean sure I mean I think that would be that'd be great from a work ethic standpoint and all those things, but he's not wired that way. And I think I'm starting to realize that. So, you know, Hey, again, I go back and say, Hey, you want to go hit off the tee a little bit? Let's go do it. And
1: And when we talk about burnout and kids being motivated on their own, a lot's going to change when your son hits his growth spurt, when he hits puberty. Really? So so he might all of a sudden, you know, Realize, hey, the girls like baseball players. And then he's more motivated to do it. And different factors can change to where he'll be more motivated. He might start setting goals. I want to be all-conference in high school, and that can change. But I think it's important to always observe and listen to your child and see what they really want to do.
0: Well, you've got, you've got Marcus, right? Mm-hmm. And he wants to play division. He wants to play college basketball. Yep. And he knows, like, I, I don't want to, but he, like, understands that whole. Absolutely. He does. Like, to, it's he, a
1: global game. They understand. And they know the
0: college game. standpoint. And yep. there's a hierarchy between, you know, you've got your VCUs and your Dukes and your North Carolinas, and then you've got.
1: And the year he's been here, he's learned that. He, he has didn't, He didn't come over knowing that. He knew the NBA and he knew college basketball.
0: Okay. And so what are you doing? And you've talked about not. I mean, you know, I mean, you've coached, I mean, you very, you could make him better. You've talked about not impeding on that. Are you doing anything other than the AAU to help his skill set to get him there? Are you doing lessons? Are you doing individual workouts? How are you handling that?
1: So his AAU coach loves to work out with him. Mm -hmm. And so he, we set up times tonight when I leave here, I'm going to, hightail it back to Charlottesville so I can pick him up from his individual workout with his coach. We're not paying anything. You're not. No. The
0: coach just likes to do it.
1: The coach loves to do it. Why? Well, he's a special kid. Uh, Marcos is a special kid. Yeah, and a lot of people see a, a, a big, tall, raw piece of clay that they can mold, and it's exciting. And he listens, and he wants to get better. So, as a I mean, you're a coach. Those yeah. types of guys really fire you up. So, uh, people see that he has potential to be pretty good, and so they're excited to work with I've gotten, I got a text this week from a coach in Richmond that said, I would love to work with him. Well, this speaks into the anxiety. I said, I would love for you to work with him. I'm not driving him an hour down the road. If we can find a time that makes sense in my work schedule, my wife's work schedule, for you to work with him, that's great. Right now, Marco, this is me observing him. He asked me to take him to the YMCA every day at 1 o'clock, and we pick him up at 6 so he's at the YMCA by himself. Now granted this is a little extreme. He doesn't know anybody in the United States. So it's also it's he's learning our culture. He's he's trying to meet friends. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not comfortable with me taking him down to Barnes and Noble and he walking around the mall. That's sort of place where he feels comfortable. But he goes in there every day and is there for four or five hours playing basketball.
0: And you're still agnostic
1: on coaching him yourself? Taking
0: him out to the driveway and be like, All right, when you get that ball inside, keep it high and pivot. I,
1: I here and there I always give him pointers, and I always remind him. Listen, this is your goal. This is your dream. I'll, I'm happy to help you. Just ask. And
0: and he has not asked yet.
1: Um, he he, he he's still learning our culture. So he doesn't ask a lot of questions. He's very bright, and he's done well in school, but he's more of an observant guy. And the thing about him, he's got so many coaches that want to work with him. Right. I would just be another guy that's now I'm telling him something, and he's got all these people telling him stuff. He doesn't need that many voices. So usually my advice is, hey, I heard Coach tell you this. That was a great point. You know, here's what he's trying to say. Did you understand that? Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's my way of in, in trying to encourage him. And he's he's had some struggles. He's, he's never played organized basketball before. So really, I'm just trying to encourage him so he still loves it. When he goes out and misses every shot and, and turns it over three times, he still loves the game because he's, he's going to be good. It's just he's got to continue on his journey.
0: All right, so kind of the, the morals, even though we don't do takeaways here, are the, yeah. the morals <laughs> of the story you and I both feel that if you're good, you're going to get seen. So don't necessarily feel like you have to go to every showcase game or showcase tournament uh, just because college coaches, if you're a, if you're a division one prospect, whether it's a high major, mid-major, low major, someone will talk and because coaches are always looking for players to help them win. Absolutely. Uh, Do that. Number two, if you have a kid that wants to get there, first of all, make sure it's not just a want that they want to, Prove that by doing things on their own, whether it's shooting baskets, and you know, until you call them in for dinner, and then they go shoot after dinner, or you come home and they're hitting off the tee. Make them do that first before you do the lessons. I like that theory. Like I would tell parents right now, and this is me personally, and like you know what, you want lessons? We'll do lessons. You've got to show me you want to work on it on your own before I drop forty bucks for a half hour.
1: Absolutely. And to back up a little bit, you said you want to get there. Talk about where there is. Yeah. And really understanding where you're going to put your ladder up against and you're trying to climb to get to. And is this what you really want to do? That doesn't mean you got to quit the sport. Love playing baseball. Love playing basketball. If you want to play college, that's a little different path you're going to take. And if you want to get there, here's some things you need to do. And then observe them and see if they do it. Don't drive the car for them. Don't be the snowplow parent that tries to blow everyone out of the way and make sure they get there. Your child needs to get there on their own
0: good stuff. All right. If you want to email us, you can go to playingtime.podcast at gmail.com, playingtime.podcast at gmail.com. That's Brooks. I'm Robbie. Thanks for downloading and listening. Make sure you subscribe and we'll talk to you real soon down the line.